Thank you, Linda, so much for singing that. It's it's one, you know, it's all of our favorites, right? And you did it beautifully. Thank you. There are 650 prayers recorded or mentioned in the Bible. There are 450 answers recorded. And like Alicia said, sometimes the answers aren't yes, sometimes they're no. And not all, it wasn't important to the story, so it wasn't there. The first time prayer is mentioned is in the beginning in Genesis, book of Genesis. The Bible records Jesus praying 25 times. That seems like such a small number because we know he was constant in prayer. But that's how many times it's mentioned. Paul mentions prayer 41 times. Prayer can be done from any body position. I've heard people say, I pray when I'm driving, but I have my eyes open. <laughs> and if you commute, I commute, you are listening to uh, maybe a, a, a Christian station, sometimes you do pray when you're driving. And I know that when there's been trouble, and we all have trouble, I prayed when I'm driving. But there are Bible references to prayer posture. You can pray when you're sitting. You can imagine that, head down, sitting. You can pray standing. And we do that usually at the end of a service for standing, right? You can, of course, kneel. And you can also kneel and bow all the way to the ground with your face to the ground. And you can stand and pray with your hands up. Sometimes we've seen pictures of Sister White with her hands up. Jesus knelt when he prayed, both in public and in private. It's also recorded that the disciples knelt down when they prayed and it's our privilege to bow on our knees to God. The Bible lists nine types of prayer. The prayer of faith, you can understand that. The prayer of agreement, that's corporal prayer. And I have been in study before with a partner and had them say, let's pray in agreement. And that's when you both want to pray about the same thing. The prayer of request, a petition to God for your concerns, the things that you need him to know, even though he already does. The prayer of thanksgiving, which we're talking about today. A prayer of worship, adoration for God, consecration or dedication, a prayer of intercession, when you pray for others. A prayer of imprecation. wonder how many people know that word. I had to look it up. This is uh, the type of prayer that David often prayed that he would have victory over his enemies. And praying in the spirit. And most prayers are ended with the word amen. Amen means 
let it be or truly. So you're saying, I've completed my prayer and I mean every word. Luke records the disciples were traveling with Jesus and he was preaching and teaching them. It was about eight days after Peter had answered Jesus' question, who do you say that I am? And Jesus and Peter answered, thou art the Christ. So that's the time frame we're talking about. Jesus took Peter and John with him and went to a high mountain to pray. Jesus often went to the mountains to pray, and that means something to all of us, doesn't it? As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. Moses represented the resurrected saints, and Elijah, the saints who are translated without seeing death. But that also lets us know that they're both in heaven. They spoke about Jesus' departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment in Jerusalem. Peter, John, and James watched in awe as they imagined this was the beginning of Jesus coming into his kingdom to be king. Then a cloud came over all of them, and the disciples were afraid. And a voice came from the cloud, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Then Jesus was alone. The disciples must have been very stunned by this because they didn't talk about it at all, not even to each other. But often when there's something like this happens, there's a reason for their silence and the Lord was quieting them. It wasn't time for them to be talking about this. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus appointed 72 others and sent them out two by two to all the towns he would visit. And he gave instruction on how to conduct themselves when they were preaching. He gave them authority over all the power of the enemy. They returned with great joy. Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Jesus replied, Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Amen. Brought them back to reality. Jesus, full of joy in the Holy Spirit, says, began to pray. I praise you, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to these little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Jesus and his disciples had worked daily, teaching and healing everyone that they could, and Christ's disciples were much impressed by Jesus' prayers and his habit of communion with 
his father. In verse 23, we're still in Luke 10, see? In Luke 23, I mean, sorry, Luke 10, 23. Then he turned to his disciples and he said, blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen for many prophets wanted to see what you see, but did not. When I read that, it reminded me of our current situation. We have seen some things. Then in Luke 11, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. The original 12 disciples were Jews. They had seen many people pray They'd seen priests pray and publicans, and they had been in the synagogue and stood up to read. They were steeped in the books of Moses and knew the prophecies. Why did they ask Jesus to teach them to pray? They had also heard him pray many times. But maybe the Jewish prayers they knew were memorized or wrote or so traditional that they were not personal. There was something different about the way Jesus prayed. When I was a little girl, and I, I know that many of you will relate to this, the elders would say thee and thou when they prayed. It's very beautiful, very traditional and formal. But as a child, it was hard for me to grasp that. And to, I don't think I ever did it. It's a little awkward. But it was beautiful. Do you remember prayers like this? Yes, sure. Have you ever been at a special meeting where an evangelist or someone special was speaking and they offered a prayer and you just noticed how different it was? We were at a quinquennial in Loma Linda and when Elder Pennock was the conference president at the time and he stopped the meeting. People were muttering in disagreement. Have any of you ever been delegates, church delegates? Then you know what I mean. They stand in line to give their opinions and state their case, sway the vote one way or another. And the lines were long and the opposition was real. And Elder Penix stood up and he said, it's time for us to take a few minutes and pray. And pray he did. I was in a board meeting once and it was, it was not this church, <laughs> but the pastor stopped and said, we're, we're going to pray. Sometimes you have to remember that your name is written in heaven instead of that you have some authority. Elder Pennock gave a powerful and moving prayer, a prayer of request, a prayer for unity, a prayer for divine guidance. This prayer was different, and I think that's how Jesus prayed. He prayed different. 
a prayer that recognized his relationship with his father and was so personal and so special that it was noticeably different. In Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13, it says, When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father already knows what you need. Is, that is such a comfort to me. The prayer Jesus taught is referred to as the Lord's Prayer. We just heard it sung. This is taken from the book titled Prayer by Ellen White. She says, the Lord's Prayer exhibits beauty and simplicity. It is brief but complete. This prayer is without parallel. It is a perfect prayer for public and private life. It is dignified and elevated and yet so simple. God's people have repeated this prayer for centuries and its luster has not dimmed. Like a gem of value, it continues to be loved and cherished. None will pray in vain if their prayers include the five principles included in the Lord's Prayer. In Jesus' model for his disciples, he focused on five areas. That God's name be honored. Father, hallowed be your name. The focus on his eternal will. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth and in heaven. That God's provision is given. Give us each day our daily bread. That God's forgiveness is granted. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. That God's deliverance will be provided and the focus on our future. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Jesus, the Son of God, taught the disciples all they needed to know, including how to pray. And he teaches us today through the biblical record and how blessed we are to have it. Now, I've written here, it says verse 6, and I don't have the book, so I'm just going to say verse. You'll recognize it, though. Don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to thank everybody again for participating. Mary Angeli stepped up and helped me last night, and she's going to play the flute here at the end with our last song. And I invite Cassandra and Linda to join me, and we'll sing our closing hymn.